My quality of life has been depleted by lack of busy fridge. I was promised quiet enjoyment of this property. <laughs> Welcome to What Are We Tasting? A podcast about sparkling water. Welcome to What Are We Tasting, the podcast where two dual-income large dog owners, or dildos, talk about superfluous beverages. I'm Claire, and this is Alex. I'm Alex, dildo number two. Happy to be here. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good, good. Um, so, today we will be talking about our favourite... Uh, superfluous waters so um my favorite is nectarine sparkling water by strange love which is an australian company um and your favorite uh key lime lacroix i talk about key lime lacroix a lot probably if i have to think about reasons that we started this podcast for me a lot of it comes back to key lime lacroix it's just a, a magical thing yeah, I think LaCroix is like the OG of the minimally flavoured water category. Um, they really started it all. So yeah. it's a good place for us to start. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's something we're going to come back to um, over and over again. We're not going to do them all at once. Um, and I think they make new flavours of LaCroix every now and then as well. So could be something that we'll be coming back to. Yeah. Um, what are you tasting out of today? What um, vessel have you selected? I've chosen to, again, go with a coupe. I say again, we're still not really sure what order people are going to hear these episodes in. Uh, so just for people who haven't heard already, we've previously drunk out of coupes uh, and I found it to be a really elevated water uh, drinking experience. You get a good nose from the coupe. Uh, the bubbles will literally hit you in the face because it's such an open-topped vessel, uh, and it feels classy as fuck. It's a coupe. What are you drinking out of? I'm using just a wine glass, like a red wine glass. I think it might be a burgundy glass. I don't really know the difference between wine glasses, but it seems to be one that's suited to red wine, um, mostly because I don't own a coupe, uh, which I know is a sad state of affairs, but I'll remedy that at some point in the future nice i'm really surprised if burgundy gets its own glass because that's like can you can you even still get burgundy <laughs> it's really a category of wine that i come across well as far as i know burgundy is still a place so i think that no. you just don't come across it because of the whole you know france being making their wines specific to their regions, that kind of situation. Right, right, right. We're probably not even allowed to say Burgundy would be one of those things. Yeah, I, it's probably going to be a problem that I'm drinking water out of this glass. Yeah, illegal. Yeah. Well, All right. are we going to get into tasting this? What, are we going to talk about it first or um, are we just going to launch in? Um, so I guess let's start with the packaging. Um, I know this isn't... A visual medium but I still want to talk about it we'll have it on our um, on our Instagram so you can look at the packaging if you're not familiar with the design um, so I like it it's multiple greens with a good contrast in the label it um, is that really kind of like um, I was looking into recently you know the lady who made the, the jazz cup um, yep. And you see it on a lot of, like, you see it on, like, T-shirts and, and hoodies now. It's that kind of, it's actually, it's, isn't it called, like, New Orleans Modern or something? It's like an art style. I should have looked this yeah. up before. Is that what it's called? It's something like that. I did, I looked it up as well. But, yeah, Jazz Cup is the, that specific design. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's, it feels nostalgic, even though it's not even really from my childhood it just seems like it's got a particular place in the 
late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And I think a lot of the... Um, a lot of the packaging for a lot of the water products that I've seen, because I have a lot in my fridge and a lot in a box in my spare room at the moment, have that, like, swishy kind of mm. vibe. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is, whether they're imitating LaCroix or it's just that seems to be sort of give that flavored water feel yeah it's Um, like a thematic association water is swishy fizzy water is swishy and that's it's like onomatopoeia for can design (laughs) yeah um so the other thing that is probably gonna come up a bit in this podcast is like diet culture a little bit just because um this product category seems to lend itself to it. Yeah, definitely. But there are definitely other podcasts that address that better than we're going to, but it does say, like, innocent on the can with an exclamation mark after zero sweetener, zero calorie, which I'm not a big fan of feeling guilt about anything I consume. Like, I, and so innocent or guilt-free or things like that don't I don't really like that in marketing but yeah it's very small and it's not sort of in your face about it so I had never thought about it before but I 100% agree with you and it kind of actually it stands out a lot like I think that uh people like LaCroix in my opinion is so good that I don't think it needs to sell itself as like um a healthy choice I think people are just in it for the the experience well what was your first like what was the first time you tried LaCroix what what prompted you to buy it seeing it in um like American pop culture moments like I can't even specifically remember but like you see it in movies and and shows and stuff and the can caught my eye and I remember like looking up what it was and where I could get it and the answer to that question was nowhere I could get it nowhere and then a couple of years later I finally found it at a um Korean supermarket yeah so I actually the first time I heard of it was um like diet subreddits um people talking about having it because it's like instead of soft drink and So I kind of, like, disregarded it for a long time because of that. And, like, without going into any detail about why I'm following diet subreddits. But, um, yeah, like, it just because I associate a lot of things that people, like, recommend for diets as, like, diet soft drinks and stuff. And I don't like artificial sweetener. So I just kind of assumed it was in that realm. And then, yeah, I don't know why I tried it initially, but... um, Actually, no, I do know why. I was reviewing stuff that I thought I would hate on Instagram, and I bought an orange LaCroix. Ah, right. I actually remember this, and I think you said in your review that it tasted like white noise. Yeah, and I think also, like, disappointment. I think Mm. just because, like, the smell and the taste didn't really match up. Yeah. Um, But I don't feel that way about all of them. I think that... I guess we can try the orange one again. I've never had it since, so I don't know if my palate is more open to this style of beverage now, but I think the thing with the orange one is it it smelled exactly like Fanta and it does not taste like Fanta. Yeah, there is a bit of a a dissonance with the LaCroix. Like, you get a lot of, um, of that really, like, upfront fruity smell. And then because if you've been kind of conditioned by soft drink, like most of us have had a fair bit of soft drink at some point, it's almost this sort of shock the first time that that you have it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, we should get into it and taste this now. Let's do it. I mean, I just never get tired of that taste. Do you know the other name for key lime is West Indian lime? 
which I think is a better name for this taste because it really just invokes that kind of like uh, like warm, sultry air with like a hint of spice. <laughs> and I'm like sitting, I think maybe I'm sitting next to a pool, but the beach is like behind me or nearby <laughs> and things are just moving very slowly. To me, it has, um, it tastes a lot like green lollies, green snakes, green frogs. Yeah. Um, and those were my favourite when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of why I like it, but it's, it just has a more complex flavour than a lot of other drinks in this category. Like there's like a different sort of taste on the front and the back of the palate like yeah. it lingers and it's nice and it's like it tastes like it's sweet without being sweet yeah i think there is um, something in there actually almost tricking your palate in a really in a really interesting way yeah it's and also like i mean we didn't talk about the look of it it's completely clear there's no um like it just looks like fizzy water there's no viscosity or anything. How do you the feel bubbles. about the level of fizz? Definitely lost a bit of fizz in the pouring, like compared to if I'm just drinking it from the can. Yeah, I think um, I, this is definitely something we'll talk about uh, a lot, but the level of carbonation is really different on a lot of these different um, flavoured waters. For me, LaCroix hits it right in the sweet spot. I'd say it's like towards the upper end of um of fizzy but without being overpoweringly so so it's um for fizz it's like it's an a plus for me yeah it's it is a good amount and i think the fizz i think sometimes you um get fizzy waters and the bubbles are bigger and they feel more like aggressive Mm. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does um, because that's what you get with uh, like the soda stream, right? Like if you, yeah. if you sort of just give it a good, I've got the manual one where you can, you pump it yourself. If you do like five big pumps, you get those large aggressive bubbles. Yeah. I, um, that's one of the things that's put me off buying a soda stream. Cause I've never really felt like the bubbles are quite right. Um, also, I don't have the bench space for it, but mm. you'd have to maybe get some sort day. of like wall mount. <laughs> well, I've, I've learned that you can get fridges that have the, the carbonated water dispenser. Is that for real? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So that's how I'll know that I've made it. If, if that ever happens in my life. Yeah. But, yeah. That's so good. Wow, that's really captured my imagination. <laughs> I know. I I mean, they made an internet fridge, so I guess it doesn't... It shouldn't be that surprising that there's a fridge that makes fizzy water. It just... I agree with you. Like, you've really made... You know, I think if this podcast goes well, in maybe a couple of years' time, we're sitting here reviewing the fizzy fridge. That's kind yeah. of where I see um, this going. Yeah, it's it's part of a two-step plan. My step one was buy a house so that you can plumb in your fridge because yeah. that, that's definitely been a barrier of entry for me. Mm -hmm. Like, moving rental properties every year and having to re-plumb your fridge doesn't <laughs> seem feasible. <laughs> um, and also getting landlord approval to plumb in your fridge. That would just be such a great exchange of, of emails. <laughs> no, but you see, my fridge is a fizzy fridge. <laughs> <laughs> my quality of life has been depleted by lack of fizzy fridge. I was promised quiet enjoyment of this property. <laughs> so you did allude to the fact that it's difficult to find this product. And mm. I... I did have to go on quite an adventure. Um, so they didn't have any at USA Foods, which is a place where you can usually get a lot of LaCroix flavors um, and get them by the box. Yeah. They import a lot of them. 
Um, but I guess COVID supply chain issues was a problem. Um, then I found them online at Paran Grocery Store, um, which is like a fancy IGA in Paran. Um, so I went on an adventure over there um, and they didn't have any, but they did have boxes of LaCroix. Um, they just didn't have any key lime. Yeah. Um, then I went to Pran Convenience Store, which had I'd been to previously looking for it and they didn't have it, but they did this time, which is great. And they never really let me down. Any ingredient for anything ever that you would like, you will find it at Pran Convenience Store. Um, and it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wow. which is wild because sometimes you want to just go there at 2am and buy some LaCroix. Yeah, um, nice. But while I was there, there was a guy who was obviously a LaCroix enthusiast as well. Um, and he had, he had a USA Foods bag and was buying LaCroix. And um, so I was like, oh, you've got to try the key lime one. It's so good because he was getting regular lime. Ooh. And he doesn't know what he's missing out on. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, he was like, uh, okay. And he went to grab, like, the whole box. And I was like, maybe I want the box. Because there was only one box. There was, like, one open box and one full box. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, now I can't buy a box. Um, but then he had to call someone I guess his girlfriend or whatever to get approval to buy a, a like non-approved LaCroix flavor <laughs> and she didn't agree to it he could only get one and I was like how did can you just I'm kind of interested I know this is a real sidebar but like <laughs> how did he pitch it to her um so he was looking at all the flavors and there was a lot of flavors there so like there was a lot of options and they obviously had their ones that they usually buy um and he was like, oh, do you want, do you want key lime? And, and she was like, what is that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was trying to explain what key lime was. And he was like, you know, like, they make pies out of it. And I was like, I didn't get involved in this conversation, obviously, because he was on the phone and I was selling key lime LaCroix to a random stranger in a convenience store um but yeah he he did end up getting like one can of each and he's gonna definitely regret it when he gets home I like he's he had at least three boxes in his bag like ready to to buy and I was like oh yeah how good's LaCroix and he was like yeah usually I go to USA <laughs> Foods but they don't have any and I was like oh I hear you man I was just and over you, there I know <laughs> like if only this podcast was already up and running at this point because I would have definitely been like you need to listen to this podcast this is who it's for like an enthusiast who's gone on an adventure like me to find a specific LaCroix and buy boxes of it um because it's not cheap I guess that's the other thing like in the US it's not that expensive to just buy boxes of LaCroix you can get it at Costco and stuff it must be so cheap there I'm, I'm thinking yeah um yeah I don't know it I guess yeah compared to here um it's a pretty niche product here um but yeah I guess I also tried to sell him the hibiscus one because I was like it's great but he was pretty skeptical of that flavor he knew he wasn't going to be able to sell that to his other half at all like he didn't even try yeah all right i would give this a uh, a nine out of ten solid nine uh, maybe 9.5 because like i couldn't i couldn't tell you what i would change mm-hmm. like yeah yeah cool uh, I think I'll give it a 9.5 as well. You don't want to go the full 10. 
but it is the thing that I'm kind of on some level comparing every other sparkling water to. It's just got that mixture of like fresh crispness. Um, it, it gives me those summer vibes. It's thirst quenching. Uh, it's slightly spicy. Uh, I just, I'm just here for it. Yeah. I, um, I did do a internet deep dive, um, about key limes recently as well, just because I was making a key lime pie and I needed to compare all of the recipes in all of the internet to each other. Yeah. Nice. I've made a key lime um, pie before. Did you do the, like the condensed milk sort of? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, you can't actually get key limes where we live, right? No. Yeah. I have also looked into that before. If it's not at Perrin Convenience Store, you can't get it. <laughs> Let's talk about tasting. So I... So mostly what are we tasting is about water, but we couldn't really not talk about tasting. So yeah. I went into a medium level internet hole about tasting um not too much detail but i also um i guess like my background is um i have a science degree i did a unit of neuroscience which covered sensory stuff so i have a base level understanding of how that works um so also the controversies in the field that existed when I was at uni still seem to exist. So that's fine. I guess my, Great. my education's not out of date quite yet. Um, Let's open that but, controversies tab at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically like in the olden days, lots of people learned that your tongue has different, um, areas that are specialized for tasting different things i remember uh, learning this yeah that's not true S like sweet Unlearned. was on the left and sour was yeah. on the right yeah <laughs> yeah unlearn that fact everyone <laughs> it's not a fact <laughs> your whole tongue tastes everything so um you have what are called papillae which may be pronounced wrong because i just saw it written but um, they're like little bumps all over your tongue that you can see. Yeah. And within those, you have lots of taste buds. So each taste bud is specialized for a specific type of taste. So sweet, salty, bitter, sour. Um, is, is umami but, getting a look in? Is that kind of... Yeah. I don't want to so overcomplicate I can, it. Yeah, I mean, there's... Well, I guess most of the controversy, which is not really controversy, but, like, is about whether there are additional flavours. So, umami is definitely a thing, um, but it doesn't seem to have specific taste buds for it. Um, but, like, it's not like the taste buds are so specific. It's like they're targeted. So, um, so I guess together, every, like, the tastes are just, like, the combination of things Kind of taste. like um, on old TVs, how they just had blue, green, and red pixels, and yeah. everything else is made of that. Yeah, so that was exactly the analogy I was thinking of, like the primary colours, except instead of there being three, there's four. Yeah. Um, or five, if you want to say mommy as well. But the other thing is, like... Um, I guess that they're doing more research into is whether fat is an actual flavor as well. Yeah, um, right. So, and then, like, I guess another thing is, like, whether water is a flavor. So for, so cats and dogs can taste water. They have specific taste buds for tasting water. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know how they know that or what research was done to find that out but um the whole like the idea of why that is it has to do with them being meat eaters and um because they consume a lot of sodium through eating meat like the water quality has like an impact on i guess 
food and like I guess food and hydration so yeah I don't know a huge amount about that but I do know that they have specific taste buds for it and maybe we do maybe we don't yeah okay um but yeah the fat thing um it does seem like fatty acids have their own taste but um it's not sort of confirmed yet um i love the so idea the that there could be these other tastes out there that we just haven't sort of unlocked yet it's kind of like trying to think of a color that you've never seen <laughs> yeah i think i mean i guess it's just trying to differentiate between what is a combination of tastes that already exist and what is its own thing separately mm. yeah that makes um, sense yeah, so, and then we also, I guess, have, we use, like, other cues, like texture and mouthfeel kind of stuff to, to taste things, despite taste being its own thing on its own. But I guess for our purposes here, we're really not going to have a lot of texture, hopefully, in the things that we're trying. <laughs> yeah, some real um, chunky waters coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um... So after looking up all of that um, about how we taste and what kind of things we taste, basically we've got um, a bunch of sensory nerves within the taste buds which then tell our brains what we're tasting. Um, then I looked up how to taste things. Um, so there's a lot of information around about how to taste wine and how to taste beer and things like that but there's obviously not a whole lot about how to taste water so after watching a few clips about how to taste wine um, I learned about uh, retronasal olfactory <laughs> tasting so we have taste buds on our tongues yeah. but also in our throats and the back of our nose um, so there's a thing you can do to um, sort of maximise that where you hold your nose, take a sip of drink, um, then swish it around so make sure like the whole inside of your mouth is covered. <laughs> then unblock your nose, swallow and breathe out at the same time. Oh, so you get... I couldn't swallow and breathe out. How do you swallow and breathe out at the same time? <laughs> so maybe take a breath before you hold your nose. I don't know, really know why the nose holding was required. Um, Keep talking, I'm so going to try it. <laughs> so this I got from a, um, a woman who is a, I guess, beer tasting sommelier type person which I think is called a Cicerone or something like that really uh, yeah so there's um the same way that there's like master sommeliers who have like crazy palates and everything there's the same for beer and there's only like a handful of people who do it um because to get certified is is a big deal um so I I thought that that would be more suited to what we were doing because they have a fizzy beverage. Um, yeah, so I tasting. didn't. I don't think I actually managed to breathe out while swallowing. I'm certain that no one can do that. But um, <laughs> I, through trying, I noticed I really did taste the key lime Lacroix more. So I think yeah. there's something in it. Um, so definitely trying to like breathe in and breathe out when you've got. Um, something in your mouth it definitely brings something different to your experience because the breath in and the breath out bring different flavors mm. the outside um, world and the inner sanctum <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I looked up after looking up that I was like what about sparkling wine maybe I can find someone who's tasting sparkling wine that can give me some tips on how to taste yep. sparkling water yep. and there was a thing um, sorry I'm just flipping through my book because I've totally forgotten what it was called but I wrote it down because I loved it so much um, okay there's a thing called bubble finesse right and it's great. something 
I'm probably going to keep saying I'm just going to introduce to my life in general now. Um, We're bubble so finesse first, people. Yeah. So definitely it's a criteria that we should be judging anything fizzy on. Um, at first I was like, I only found one person who said it and I was just like, did this person just make this up? And they're just like saying bubble finesse as if it's a thing. <laughs> but then I found another YouTube clip where they discussed what bubble finesse is. So, um, I guess it's a criteria for sparkling wine. So the, the size of the bubbles, the, um, I guess, density of the bubbles. And you know how when you have sparkling wine, I, I did have a look when I poured this, um, it doesn't sort of do the same thing, but it'll have little trails of bubbles coming up yeah. from the bottom. Yeah, so, um, so that's the bubble trains from a single nucleation point. That is part of the bubble finesse. Why is that good? Um, so it seemed to be that if that's, um, if the bubbles are small and the, and like the trains are good, you get a more like even coating of bubbles across your palate and then you get, it's got that like creamy mouth feel right. rather than it being like fizzy, it's like foamy. Um, and that seems to be something that people go for so can the the human tongue can tell the difference between bubbles in train formation and bubbles <laughs> in just like times times square just everyone going every <laughs> every direction um i think this person maybe suggested that that you could but um i i don't know i mean there is a lot of wank in wine tasting and I do I I do think sometimes people just say stuff I did um I guess like there's two main parts of tasting things as well um I guess from our perspective is like the actual tasting and then being able to describe what you're what you're tasting yeah that kind of thing so I listened to a podcast last week about, um, uh, it was called, the podcast called, um, Every Little Thing. Have you ever listened to that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. So the question on it, um, basically they get people to ask questions and then they try and find the answer. Um, someone asked about why when you taste something and you're describing it, mostly you can only describe it compared to another taste yeah um which i don't fully agree with i feel like you could have lemon meringue pie and say it tastes like sunshine for example and i think people would pretty much agree with that kind of assessment yeah i think so in a lot of cases but can you reverse engineer it is the question i suppose like could you say to someone make something that tastes like sunshine and then they would reliably produce a lemon meringue pie i think maybe that's when it falls down yeah yeah i suppose that's true um yeah i mean and also i guess some people are super tasters as well so that was the other thing um that i looked into there's um about 30 to 40 percent of people no 25 to 30 percent of people are super tasters they just have more taste buds on their tongues than average all right um, and similarly about 15 percent of people are non-tasters who just have less and everything is kind of bland to them wow so so um obviously most people are in the middle and are average because that's how the world works but um super tasters tend to not like really fatty foods which i think might be part of the rationale for the like maybe we taste fat thing yeah um, okay and then also they are super sensitive to bitter flavors oh okay yeah i've heard that bitter super tasting is is a thing that, that yeah so um there's a couple of like health implications for it as well. Like people who are super tasters tend to be 
skinnier because they're like don't like super sweet or super fatty foods um but then also they tend to um increase their salt intake to cover up because you can cover up bitterness with salt okay um so yeah it's it's interesting i don't think i'm a super taster i'm fairly certain i'm average um i have in the past applied for a job as a taster in um like a panel of of people at a like food company um and to do that like the whole process involved tasting things of like various intensities and putting them in order and um like also describing what you're tasting and things like that um yeah wow that would be such a cool process to go through yeah it was super interesting um i like getting like a salt water solution of various intensities and trying to like put them in order was so difficult like which is what leads me to i'm not a super taster um i think like i you could get either end pretty easily but the middle ones were all a bit yeah the same to me but to the right person it's almost like um like i've heard people who have perfect pitch before like it's not just that a, a g is um higher than an f they actually have like different like qualities to them so i wonder if people who are that finely tuned actually can taste on on that level yeah yeah and i wonder as well about like um i guess you'd be a much pickier eater i think i was a super picky eater as a child but i don't think it's because of taste like i think it was mostly texture things that i had issues with so yeah yeah um i think i guess the world is generally geared towards everyone being average so that is it would be hard to be a super taster or a no taster yeah i've certainly met the like people who i think just don't enjoy tastes as much as other people and that could be Mm. a good explanation for why they're at that other end of the spectrum nectarine and black no pink pepper sparkling water by strange love I don't know if I've ever tasted this out of a glass. The smell as soon as you pour it into a glass is just so like floral and summery. It's like there's just a nectarine sitting in front of me. I don't eat a lot of nectarines, but I really like this. Yeah, I probably haven't had a nectarine for years. It does say on the can, um, they're just bold peaches and they're not wrong (laughs) does it say that yeah but yeah i i wouldn't have thought pink pepper would be a good water flavor or a match for a nectarine but i like it it gives it a dryness that is like really refreshing yeah i agree and it's it's something about just thinking about the pepper being in there uh, I definitely can taste it, but it's more just like you see that it's, it mentions pepper, which it only really mentions in passing, like on the back. It's not like it's in the title of the water. But anyway, yeah. you find out that the pepper's there and it's a bit just sort of exciting and then you can, it just gives it that extra little 5%. Yeah. So this... Um, this product was also really hard to find. Initially, I found this at Aldi in the Aldi middle section of Wonder, which... Love the middle section at Aldi. Yeah, like, I saw water there, I couldn't not buy it, and I was so pleasantly surprised Yeah. that I messaged Alex and told him. And that was probably also part of why this is happening, because, like, I don't have many people in my life that are going to get that excited about water in the middle section of Aldi. Yeah. But, you know, 
this is this was an exciting find for me. Yeah. Um, so after I went around and bought it from all the Aldis, I couldn't find it again anywhere. Um, so I did at one point buy a box on their website, which I had to wait until I got like a 15% off thing because it's quite expensive to buy a box of it. Um, but these cans were purchased for me by my partner Matt, who is super supportive of all of my hobbies. That's great. Including this obsession with water. Does Matt and drink, I don't know, does Matt drink the fizzy waters? We've never talked about it. Uh, not really. He doesn't really doesn't, like them. Doesn't see the appeal. No. Um, but maybe he just hasn't found the right one. Maybe he hasn't tried key lime liqueur yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, so he bought me two boxes of this for my birthday, but that was after I went, I went to Carwin Sellers who used to have it and they don't have it anymore, or at least they were out when I went. Then I found online that North Baldwin Coles had some, so I went there. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever been to North Baldwin Coles, but it is famously the worst Coles. Really? <laughs> it was a pretty bad experience. Um, like, nothing bad happened. It was just like, this is a real shit Coles. Yeah. And then they didn't even have the product. So I got annoyed and bought some other product that we'll try another time but yeah i mean if you um, go all the way to north ball and you gotta come back with something <laughs> no i couldn't not i had i had perused both the water and the soft drink aisle to try and find it <laughs> but it said that they had heaps in stock and then i was like okay like because i'd bought other strange love products at coles before so i was like maybe they do have it the whole no. stock indicator thing is just i think since the pandemic completely unreliable yeah. And I don't think that's always the reason, but there's now no accountability. Like, imagine actually saying to someone who works in a retail store, your website says you have it, though. They would just look at you like you're an yeah. idiot. Like, that means <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Strange Love are a pretty interesting company because uh, I first found out about them because... At bottle shops, they have, like, the different tonics. Uh, and they ma they sell some other weird stuff at bottle shops as well. There's, like, a rosemary-infused lemony soft drink. Do you know the thing I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I haven't tried that one, but they do have a smoked cola that is just terrible. Oh, I remember you've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've reviewed it before. It's bad. Um, Didn't you say but... that it was, like, uh, a drink that you took a sip of and then went, oh, someone's put their cigarette out in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that. I um, I actually was at a friend's house and um, one of, one of like, a friend of my friend is the rep for Strange Love. And oh, wow. I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've tried some of their products. I think at that point I had only tried the, um, like, I think, like, the Yuzu soda and the... Um, and the smoked cola and I was like yeah some of them are good and she was like did you dislike the smoked cola because <laughs> I think it is like pretty polarizing so it's like the thorn in the side like everyone who who works there knows <laughs> that they're absolutely yeah. taking the piss with that smoked cola yeah <laughs> did she say anything I... else about it no, like, she didn't say anything about, like, whether it's popular or not. I kind of wish I'd asked more, because, like, I am interested, like, because I feel like a lot of their products are marketed as mixers for yeah, yeah, booze. So a smoked cola maybe goes with, like, a whiskey or something. I don't know. <laughs> like. I don't, yeah. I don't think it would, actually. Well, the but. people who drink, uh, I mean, I, I like a, a smoky whiskey. I don't drink Coke in my whiskey, so it's kind of like, yeah. I think if you're drinking whiskey and Coke, like, you're probably not in that. Um, yeah. Maybe you are. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did email the company, actually, because they've got a typo in their nutrition panel. 
Oh, I saw this uh, in your show <laughs> notes for ideas of things to talk about. Is that on this can? Yeah. yeah. So talk me if you it. look at the average quantity per 100 mil, how many carbohydrates do you see? Average quantity per 100 mil carbohydrates, I see 4.4 grams. Yep. And then also, if you look at the ingredients, there is nothing that would contribute 4.4 grams of carbohydrate. But then also, if you look at the average quantity of carbohydrates per serve, which is 330 mil, yeah. there is zero. And all of those things together cannot be true. Even any two of those things together can't be true. But you said yeah. like three things. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a typo. It turns out they've fixed it now. Also, oh, did they email you back? Yeah, they emailed me back this week. Um, That's fantastic. Do you think we'll yeah. be emailing more? Um, I think that could, not in like a pestering way, but just I'd like to start some some discourse uh, with the, the various water people. Yeah, I think so. Because um, I don't feel like maybe I told them enough how much I love this product. Mm. I did tell them, like, first of all, this is a great product and I love it so much. Yeah. Second of all, I actually don't care if it has 4.4 grams of carbohydrates in it or whatever it would equal. Yeah. <laughs> However, I was talking to a friend who has type 1 diabetes who loves this product and she was like, well, I need to account for those if there are carbs in it. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah so. so I did mention that because it's like, it's, this is an awesome product for people who have diabetes like it's a good alternative to soft drink so yeah 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 hey so uh strange love nectarine i am loving i know that i just gave uh key lime lacroix a 9.5 i think i want to give this like a 9.1 it's it's even better than I remembered it. Uh, it. It's almost like, as it's kind of warming up to room temperature a bit, almost like slightly savoury in a way that I'm really enjoying. I would probably even drink this with... Oh, I'm going to have to try it now, but like, I don't know. Like, would it go with like gin or something? I think so. I've, I actually don't know if I've tried this one with... Um, Gin. Actually, no, I did. I tried it with, um, there's a, um, a spirit company called This Spirited Lot, and they do the Ninch Dry Gin, which is supposed to, like, sort of smell and taste like the Peninsula. Wow. So I was like, sure, I'm very familiar with the Mornington Peninsula, I'll see. I don't like it in a gin and tonic but i did like it with this it had like a real pepperiness and it kind of like went together with the pepperiness here wow that's really interesting that sounds like um i love that just as as an experience tasting the mornington I... peninsula with some <laughs> nectarine and pepper i think i tried it with the pineapple version of this which we will try at some point um Can't wait. and I, yeah i think I think that was great too. Um, I will give this also a 9.5 because the only thing about it that I I don't know how you would fix or I don't think you need to fix necessarily, but the only thing that's weird about it is it doesn't seem that hydrating to me. Yeah. Yeah, they sometimes... Like sparkling water sometimes doesn't feel hydrating, but it must be, right? Yeah, I mean, there's not really any fluids that are going to be, like, dehydrating. I know people are, like, coffee and stuff, but, like, the diuretic effect of coffee and tea is not enough to offset the amount of fluid you're intaking. Yeah, is that right? Although I guess alcohol's dehydrating because, like, it's alcohol. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, like, I can't imagine something like this. Like, there's sodium in it and stuff, so it's going to be a little bit um, less hydrating than just water. But then other minerals maybe also would contribute to things being not so hydrating. 
There's actually something in the box um, that you gave me um, of all the stuff that we've got coming up for future episodes. I don't want to look too closely at it to ruin the surprise, but it doesn't. It's in a clear bottle and it doesn't look like water to me. So, <laughs> looking, <Okay. laughs> looking forward to, yeah. to that day. Yeah, I. I mean, most of the products that um, that we had two of are these are similar to this stuff that we've talked about today but yeah we will definitely get into a few more like functional waters and i can't and wait things. And, there's some really and wild also, shit out there basically i don't we're not going to run yeah. out of stuff um yeah i'm just going to find weirder and weirder stuff i'm excited yeah and i think like alkaline water as well but that's gonna have to wait because i have a lot of research to do because <laughs> it's actually difficult first we need to know what it is <laughs> social media Um, we do don't we yep so we have instagram which is at what are we tasting we have we might have a facebook i don't know i think instagram automatically makes a facebook for you don't go there but we don't want to i haven't looked into it (laughs) (laughs) um we have twitter and we have tiktok but probably Twitter or Instagram are the ways to find us if you want an actual response. We also have an email address, which is whatarewetasting at outlook.com. I really want to see what comes through that. Um, so send us an email. I'll check those. <laughs> I haven't checked it for a while, so it's probably just emails from Twitter, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what do we say? How do we end episodes? We don't really know this yet. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Enjoy your water. <laughs> That's very, it was not that. <laughs> <laughs>